Hello and welcome to Praying for You, the podcast. I'm Bob with Nathan. And today we have a special guest with us, Brother Marshall. Hello, Marshall. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's, man, it's so great to have you here. Uh, we were just talking briefly. We're going to look at a passage of Scripture in a minute. I'll go ahead and warn you where, that is, where that's at. We're going to be looking at John chapter 15, verse 16. That's a verse that uh, Brother Marshall has said is one of his favorites and something we're going to talk about. So we'll get into that discussion. But today's emphasis, I know we have a, uh, a lot of prayer requests that we've been mentioning lately. We'll get back into that, Nathan and I will, and we'll pick up with our discussion in John chapter 17, and we'll go through our other list then. But today is our Africa focus, our Africa focus, and we have several countries there where we have friends and family, and Brother Marshall has been ministering there and is going back soon, so we'll let him share about those types of things so you know how to be praying for him and uh, what we can stay in communication with the Lord about. So, Brother Marshall, I met you. We were trying to figure it out. I guess it's been about four, maybe at the most, five months ago. Uh, we have a mutual friend who's a pastor, and uh, I met Pastor Jim through work. Started attending the church where uh, Pastor Jim preaches and has been serving now, I guess, for about 15 years or longer. And uh, our first Sunday here... Uh, Jim pointed out Marshall and said I needed to meet him. And so when I began to talk with Marshall, we realized that uh, we share the most important passions. First of all, we share a love for Jesus. Secondly, we share a passion and appreciation for his word. And then we love sharing it. And Marshall is is as nuts as we are. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how crazy you have to be to do what we do, but he has been involved for how many years now? Have you been doing yeah, short term? Two thousand nine. So for two, since two thousand nine, mm-hmm. you've been doing short term mission trips. And so let's see. We we were talking about the other day. You've been to Brazil. Uh, started off in Brazil in two thousand nine. Uh, well, when I came back from Brazil, I was preparing my. Uh, presentation for Sunday morning on Saturday night and God just broke my heart mm-hmm. I fell on the floor and uh, I told God I said whatever you want me to do wherever you want me to go I said I'll go Amen. and uh, that's where it all started and then uh, I've been to Brazil 12 times uh, first time we went uh, they'd started a new church in a village the first church in a village and now they have, uh, I guess, maybe eight or ten churches Amen. in villages. And uh, but we dealt with a uh, Kilumbolas. That's a uh, it's a people group that uh, when the slaves came over, there was some that escaped in Brazil. Mm-hmm. They went out in the jungle and. Yep. Uh, there's all kind of villages out in in the, in the jungles, and uh, we that's uh, who the people that we uh, minister to, mm-hmm. and uh, loving people. They're uh, of course African mm-hmm. descendants, and uh, so that's where I got started was Brazil. Then uh, I went to the Congo. Uh, I've been two or three times to the Congo. And uh, we had uh, good trips there. Then uh, I've been to Indonesia, mm-hmm. and it was ninety-five percent Muslim. Right, right. And uh, 
And for those of you, I hate to interrupt, but for those of you that don't know, uh, Indonesia is one of the leading countries, not for good reasons, but for uh, persecution and hate crimes against Christians. And the Muslim population there has been radicalized. They're extremely militant. And for those those of you who received the Voice of the Martyrs emails, if you don't, I would encourage you to do that because uh, we get, I get nearly daily updates about our brothers and sisters in the Lord that are facing severe persecution and oppression all over the world. And Indonesia is one of those locations yes. where Christians are being targeted. And I'm not talking about just being ostracized. I'm talking about uh, buildings burnt down with people in them, uh, physical attacks. And it's a difficult place to minister to, and it's a difficult place to get into. See, I didn't even know that you had been able to be there. And uh, when we went, they told us that we couldn't uh, mention Jesus or Christ unless one of the people kindly gave us an opening door. And uh, I'll give you one example. There was a man, me and uh, Brother Eddie uh, met, and uh, we started talking to him. He started telling us about he had heart disease. And uh, so I told him, you know, about my heart, and I'd had a heart attack, and then Brother Eddie had opened the door. So Brother Eddie said, let me tell you about another heart disease. He said, I, it, it's called sin. Mm. And so we shared with a man, and uh, he prayed to receive Christ. He's a Muslim. And as soon as he said amen, he pulled his wallet out and uh, pulled his ID card out, and he said, I've got to have this changed from Muslim to Christian. Wow. And uh, that was really a... a was life changing for him? Was life changing for us? Mm-hmm. But uh, we're spoiled rotten over here, aren't we? We are. We I are. mean, I praise God for our nation. We are so blessed. We're free. We're free. But the and even with the political turmoil and the little bit of chaos that's going on, um, we do. We just recently came back from Kentucky, yes. and while we were up there, we were uh, going to cemeteries and looking at look, trying to track down some ancestors and some things that way. But one of the things that we've discovered through doing this kind of stuff is that our family, uh, we're so blessed to have a Christian lineage here in this country way before the United States existed, over 100 years before the U.S. was even thought of. Uh, our ancestors were here, and praise the Lord, they ser- were serving Jesus. And we, I think, many times become like the Israelites. We've experienced blessings for so long that we just become expectant of it and then grow rebellious. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in the midst of a rebellious generation. But even in the midst of that, uh, we're sitting here and, you know, people are driving by. I'm, I'm not afraid of somebody kicking in a door or putting this on a media platform. I'm not concerned with somebody kicking in my front door at home. Um, and so we are so blessed. And so when you share that testimony of that fellow in Indonesia who came to know the Lord and is willing to put that on his driver's license, that's a very public testimony. Oh, yes. And he was saying, Jesus, I'm willing to stand up and be counted for you in what's possibly the most hostile environment for a Christian right now. Uh, that, along with some places in Africa, uh, that's probably the most hostile environment in the world to be a Christian. And uh, that's just amazing. And if we've been to another country, I don't want to name the name because of security reasons, but uh, it's a lot of Muslims. And uh, as we go back year after year, then we see the fruit. Amen. And uh, 
just like in the verse it says, our fruit should remain. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we see the fruit, and we see the uh, house churches that's been started, and we've uh, built a church there, and, and uh, it's close to a mosque. And but uh, the pastor there, he's he was a Muslim, and he uh, he is really on fire for God. He loves the Muslim people, mm-hmm. and uh, he loves sharing sharing Christ. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's something I want to stress too, folks. Um, you know, people who listen to to we would be labeled around the world as evangelical Christians, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of evangelical Christians. Or I shouldn't say a lot, but there are some who have become radicalized in their beliefs and I think take Scripture completely out of context as it relates to how they treat people of other beliefs. Um, I can respect you as a person. I can love you as an individual that Jesus died for. I can know that uh, if you receive Christ, you and I could be a brother in Christ and have that level of respect for you as a human being and not... How can I put this? I respect your beliefs in that I don't want to be obtrusive or offensive, but at the same time, I believe what I believe to be true. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people around the planet who look at evangelical Christians and think that we're militant and that we're aggressive because of past things that have happened. Um, So, folks, I want to I want to stress we never are going to talk about anything that relates to physical harm or any type of military action revolving around faith. Our firm belief is and Brother Marshall sitting here shaking his head. Yes. And so is Nathan. uh, Our God sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. And he asks us to be willing to die for him. And even though I believe, according to Scripture, that nations have the rights to defend their sovereign borders and there's things like that we can look at from the Word of God, I, as an individual, am never asked to kill for Jesus. He asked me to be willing to die for Him. And for me, that's what separates who we are as Bible-believing Christians from what other people think Christianity is. And so, uh, so if you hear us talking about people from other faiths, Muslims, things that way, we don't mean to mention them at all. And believe me, I know Brother Marshall's heart. We are not disrespecting an individual. We are not tearing anyone down. We just want people to have hope, to have encouragement, and to reach their full potential. And to do that, we believe, according to the Bible, is to have faith in Jesus as the Son of God and recognize Him as God and as Lord and Savior. If you disagree with us, we are not going to yell at you. We're not going to scream at you. We're not going to spit at you. We're not going to throw anything at you. We can disagree with you and still treat you with the respect as someone who is created in the image of God. And so that being said, what I want to do, and uh, I appreciate you so much, Brother Marshall, and I I said early on that we were going to uh, have a prayer emphasis for Africa, but I really wanted you all to hear uh, Brother Marshall's pilgrimage, 2009, starting off in Brazil, from there leading to other countries, Indonesia, exceptionally difficult places to be in. And then in a minute, we're going to get into the specifics of Africa, where he's been recently and where he's going. But before we get into those things, because what I want to do is, is when we get into the Africa part... Uh, I have a few prayer requests that have been emailed to us. I want to bring all those together. So we'll talk about Africa and lead into our prayer time. So, but before we do that, let's go ahead and look at John chapter 15, verse 16. 
and uh, I'll read it, and then uh, we'll get into it. It says, you did not... Now, these are the words of Jesus. And the Lord said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. And I'm going to read verse 17 as well. These things I command you that you love one another. Wow, powerful passage. Not, the whole Bible's great, but every now and then there are things that just kind of get up and slap yeah. you a little bit, don't they? Yeah. So when did this verse, uh, I know you've been in the Word for many years, but when did this verse begin to take on its, its real significance for you? I guess it was right after God broke me and I decided to go, you know, wherever God led me to. And uh, <clears throat> what... Verse 17, man, it, I'm glad you went ahead and read that. You know, God commands us that we love one another. Mm-hmm. And that means we love everybody. Amen. And uh, I've come to, over the years, I've come to love no matter who it is, I love everybody. Amen. And I have nothing, nothing against anybody. And uh, the verse where it says you... Uh, Fruit should remain. As I go back year after year to different countries and to the same country, and I see the people that uh, just take Africa for example. Uh, in 2014, it's when I started going to uh, Zimbabwe, and uh, me and brother Eddie Russian, we uh, I know he don't mind me mentioning his name, but we. Uh, we went to Bulawayo to start with. The next year we went to Matari. And then the next year we went to Chinhoya. And we're just going one year going somewhere else. And then we went to Machinga. And that's where I met Pastor Bob. Hmm. And uh, we came back after that. And I told Brother Eddie, I said, I think we need to just start, you know, going there and uh, working. I said, there's a... There's like 38 villages where I work. Mm. And uh, Brother Eddie, he works with a different pastor. <clears throat> so we, we got in touch with Bob, and we got it set up to go back the next year. Well, the next year we went, and uh, we went out to the, our first village, and uh, I think I, there were 60 professions of faith. Mm. Uh, we started... Uh, church on Sunday morning and uh, he, he wanted me to name the church and uh, I did and we met under a tree the next year I went we uh, he said now we've got some that wants to be baptized mm-hmm. so out of that 60 I baptized 40 wow and uh, what we did we dug a hole in the ground and put mm-hmm. plastic in it and put water in it and of course you imagine after Baptizing forty people, how that water looked, <laughs> but it was a it is a blessing. And uh, but we started a, a New Hope Baptist Church uh, two years ago. I was back there, and uh, I did some training, evangelism training, mm-hmm. and I think it was twenty eight of the people. Uh, I showed them how to use the Evangel Cube and how to share. Uh, Roman Road and 
then we broke and we let them get out two to three in a group and uh, they got out in the, uh, was out in the bush so they just got out and shared with each other and then they come back and started sharing uh, the next day I carried uh, I think it was I think we had six that we went out I let them witness and uh, we had I believe it was 28 salvations wow. from them witnesses. And we started back, and I stopped them there in the, on the path, and I said, uh, I just want to ask you a question. Was y'all nervous sharing the gospel? No, we wasn't nervous. No, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I first started, man, I was nervous. Yeah. But uh, they weren't, weren't nervous. They they're sharing the gospel. So as we was uh, in church, I told Pastor Bob, I said, man, we've got to change the name of the church. He said, what are you talking about? And I said, instead of New Hope Baptist Church, it's New Hope Missionary Baptist Church. Mm. So we changed the name. And uh, now he, he calls them, his missionaries going out, you know. Amen. And then uh, we visited village number two and uh, had uh, quite a few saved and started a church there. He didn't get to go there every Sunday. But uh, this year, as we was there, we had a Sunday morning service, had a good crowd. Uh, there was one man who was coming through the uh, uh, countryside, and uh, Bob stopped, and he went and talked to this man. The man come over to me, and he says, where's my Bible at? Mm-hmm. I said, I don't have one with me. I said, we'll get you one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know him. I'd never met him. So uh, Sunday morning we was we was having church and uh, he walked up behind me. He said, "I got my Bible." He had it in his hand. Wow! And, uh, so uh, after church, I signed it and mm-hmm. put the scripture in it. Then uh, Bob was I think it was the next day. Bob was telling me he said, uh, uh, "I can't think of the man's name," but he said he told his wife Sunday morning. He said. Uh, We've got to go to church. And uh, he said, I, I don't believe that uh, Bob and him's over there in the village too. He said, uh, we'll just get in the car and we'll go somewhere. We'll go into town and go to church. And he gets in the car and battery's dead. Mm-hmm. So uh, he had another vehicle. He said, he's going to get in it and then go. Well, uh, It had a flat tire. So he told his wife, he said, well, I'll just walk over to the church and see if, walk over there where they're going to have church, see if they're there. And that's why he showed up. Oh. And uh, so uh, <clears throat> Pastor Bob has sent me a message last Sunday. Uh, he was there at church again, you know, and they had a good crowd of men at the village number two service. And, uh, but it's just uh, people are so hungry for the gospel. Yeah. And what I've always been afraid of in sharing the gospel is misleading somebody. Yeah. And I try to try my best to tell them they've got to realize that they're a sinner. Mm-hmm. They've got to realize that Jesus died for them and he, he was buried and rose again. And that uh, the only way that they can come to know Jesus is if God draws them to Him. 
And uh, the sinner's prayer doesn't save you. It's the belief in your heart. So uh, that's why this verse means a lot to me because I want to make sure that the ones that God gives me or gives Jesus, I want to make sure that their fruit remains. Amen. And, you know, I know some people uh, who don't understand when we talk about fruit. You know, we're not talking about walking around with grapes and peaches growing off your arms. We're talking about uh, the Bible. Paul, and especially in Galatians and in other passages, talks a lot about spiritual fruit, like love, joy, patience, temperance, sober-mindedness, different things that reveal to the world that Jesus is inside of us. And the purpose of that spiritual fruit is for seed. And what we mean by seed is that it's an opportunity to share Jesus, like what Brother Marshall was talking about. Well, the gospel, as we share it, that's the seed. And then as that seed begins to grow and mature, the fruit is the faith of people. And the faith or the fruit that abides is uh, people who don't put on a show of faith, but you see that faith lived out in them. And then they begin to share that faith with others. And so uh, seeing this, uh, you know, what you're talking about and describing in these different places uh, is the perfect example of what we were just looking at in uh, John 15, 16, and 17. And so that leads us to Zimbabwe. And when you were there not too awful long ago, right? Yeah, I got back uh, July the 28th. Okay. And while you were there, was it Pastor Bob's sister? Yes, that sir. was attacked. Yes. We had mentioned that previously, but if you could share about this couple and uh, the circumstances of that. Okay. Pastor Bob's uh, sister and brother-in-law, they have a farm. They're just peasant farmers. And he said it was uh, happened at midnight. He, they were in bed. He heard his dogs barking, so he ran outside to see what they was barking at, and there was a hyena at his goat pen. So he uh, tried to run the hyena off, and when he did, it turned and attacked him. Mm. It was trying to drag him off, and he was screaming, and his wife heard him. And she ran out and started hollering at it and trying to run it off, and it uh, turned and attacked her. Then uh, his his father came out, Mm. and... uh, it turned and attacked him and then turned and went back to the uh, Bob's sister. Wow. And uh, Robert, Bob's brother-in-law, he said that uh, the only thing him and his daddy could do was lay there on the ground and watch the hyena as they, as it ate her hands off. Oh, my goodness. And uh, long story short, it, it got both of her hands up probably three inches above her wrist. mm uh, it got her nose and her mouth. They got it, you know, they sewed it back on. And, uh, it got her thigh. And uh, Robert, it got his uh, got his head and his mouth and nose. And uh, I think he had, I think, two fingers left on one hand and maybe one on the other hand. Oh, my goodness. And then the father, it got him in the uh, abdomen. And he wasn't as bad as they were, mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> I went to the hospital and had prayer with them. And as I was leaving, she asked me through Bob. She couldn't speak English. If uh, when I got back to the United States, would I look for her a set of artificial hands? Wow! 
And uh, that is sad, but another sad part about it is she had a two-week-old baby, mm. and uh, now she'll never get to hold it. And uh, it's, it's, it's really a sad situation. And over there in the hospital, they don't have antibiotics and uh, medicine. So the family has to go out to the pharmacy and uh, buy the antibiotics. And they were out of money. And our church, uh, so far the past two weeks, have, I've been able to send $860 over there for medicine wow. through the donations from my church. Well, praise the Lord for that, but I'm sure they'll need more. Oh, yes. Uh, if you would like details, uh, you don't send the money to us. Uh, I can give you the address for Harbor Lights, or I can just tell you it's Harbor Lights Baptist Church in Lafayette, Georgia. But if you want to email us at prayingforyouandyours at gmail. Again, our email address is prayingforyouandyours at gmail. I can let you know where to uh, send your contributions. Please don't send it to us. I mean, of course, we would be faithful to give it over. But for accountability's sake, we'd prefer if you just send it straight to the church. Earmark it for the couple in Zimbabwe, and um, we'll make sure that they are the direct beneficiaries of that. 100% of it will go to that couple. And uh, primarily right now, it's been used to purchase medications to fight off infections as a result of uh, what's going on. Yeah. So uh, in your in our prayer time, we'll be sure to uh, lift up Pastor Bob's sister and her husband and his father and those who were attacked. Um, and so that was in Zimbabwe. And now you're getting ready to go back in October. Going to Kenya. Going to yes. Kenya in October. <clears throat> Saaya. It's S-I-A-Y. And so in Kenya, is it going to be, uh, is, it, is that somewhere you've been previously? Yes, we went in, I believe it was 2018. Okay, so not too long ago, just and, uh, a few years ago. Pastor Isaac, he's the one that we work with. and uh, He comes to the United States and stays about two months every uh, summer, him and his wife, Angeline. Okay. And uh, they just happen to be staying about a mile from my house, so... Uh, uh, when they come, you know, I take them places. And, uh, well, it's good to get yeah, time to fellowship with yeah, them. Yeah. So when you're in Kenya, is there a primary focus to this trip? Or are you going just well, now, to... Brother Eddie, he'll teach. Uh, he'll do some training to the pastors for about uh, two or three days. But uh, I'll be going out in different villages. Uh, and when I say villages, these houses that... Uh, I went to the last time they were uh, far apart. <laughs> yeah. And you, you're going through the uh, bush. So uh, uh. So while you're there, Brother Eddie's focus, now I know he's out sharing his faith as well, yeah. but he's primarily going to be involved with pastoral equipping, and you're going to be there uh, doing evangelism, evangelism and then and preaching. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then equipping other people as well. Yes. You'll be taking teams with you, people out, so they can see yeah. how you do yeah. it. Yeah. So that's very good. I'll be working with Pastor Isaac's son. Uh, what's Pastor Isaac's son's name? I'm writing him uh, down. Fred. Okay, so Pastor Isaac's son, Fred. And Nathan, while I'm writing this down, do you have any questions or anything that you'd like to ask Brother Marshall? About Indonesia, it's a 95% Muslim country, correct? Has it always been Muslim, or is that more of a recent development? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh 
Yeah, that I, know, would be, I know the year we went, they said it was 95% Muslim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that would be something interesting to find out. I mean, you know, Islam is relatively new in comparison to Judaism yeah. and Christianity. And uh, so how it, it got over there and how it became the predominant religion would be, whether it was through military practices or through mm-hmm. what, that'd be something kind of interesting to see. Um, so uh, let's see if I've got any more questions for you before we get into our prayer time. So you recently returned from Zimbabwe. Do you have plans to go back to Zimbabwe yet? I know that's probably oh, yes, in the future. Uh, next August. Okay, so August. Be that, that's our plans now. Yeah. <clears throat> and is there, uh, now I know that Brother Eddie, who you mentioned, he's a director of missions with a Southern Baptist Association in Northwest Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it through him and his contacts that you met the met the pastors overseas? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he'll be retiring December thirty first, but uh, we're going to meet him. going to continue to go to Zimbabwe. Okay. Anyway. So he'll be retiring from his ministerial mm-hmm. day job, but yeah. he's not giving up on his mission no, trips. No, no. Well, praise the Lord for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, if you have any questions or anything that you'd like to ask Brother Marshall, you, again, you can send those to our email address as well, praying for you and yours at Gmail. And so um, we have the prayer requests that we've already mentioned. We have in Zimbabwe, Pastor Bob's uh, sister, Pastor Bob himself, but his sister and her husband and her her husband's father, they were attacked by the hyena. Uh, they have several small children. One was only two weeks old, and they need ongoing support as it relates to medications and things that way to fight off the infection. Also, for the upcoming trip in October to Kenya, and before Brother Marshall goes, if we can impose, not long before he leaves, we'll bring him back in, uh, see how things are going with the arrangements, because it's difficult if you've ever traveled internationally. Uh, it's it's hard to get places and get back and this types of stuff. So please be in prayer, not only that the Holy Spirit will begin moving now and opening people's hearts to be receptive to the gospel in Kenya, that's first and foremost, but that also that the travel arrangements and all those things would come together, flights would work, COVID would uh, you know, be curtailed, all these different things that go into international missions, um, that uh, those things would be taken care of. So please be in prayer for that, the October trip. Also, we have a prayer request from Ghana. Uh, and we'll be talking more about Ghana in the future. Uh, we are planning a trip there. Uh, don't have specific dates yet, but the pastor and his wife in Accra, who've asked for prayer, they're, they're wanting to have children, and they're having some difficulties in that area. And um, so we'll ask that you would continue to pray for the pastor in Accra. Also, we had a prayer request uh, for a lady who's... Uh, she transitioned from the Attaclu region into Accra, the capital, she and her family. And the Lord has blessed her and her husband with some uh, very exciting jobs. But in the midst of that, that has given them a platform to share Jesus with people. And so she wants to be faithful in that. So she's asking that the Lord will continue to use her in that capacity there in the capital of Accra. And also, I'd like for you to be praying for uh, Brother Fred. I don't think Fred will mind me mentioning his last name, Fred Bobo. Fred is a, a brother in the Lord, um, was a close friend. And I met Fred several years ago. But Fred is a uh, involved in politics in the Attaclu region of Ghana. Uh, he's a speaker of the House of Attaclu. He's also been appointed to uh, a commission and some other things that are helping with the infrastructure and the modernization 
of parts of Ghana. And Ghana, I mean, it's, you know, it's like here in the U.S. You, you go to a major city and you've got Wi-Fi everywhere and electricity and all those types of things. And then you go to rural areas and those amenities become more difficult. And there's regions of Ghana that are uh, don't have all the amenities. And so they're a little bit developmentally behind as far as infrastructure is concerned. And I know those are some of the things that you face also in Zimbabwe and in Kenya. Uh, you know, major, major metropolitan centers aren't that different no matter where you go around the world. Oh, yeah. Almost all of them have a KFC and a McDonald's now, oh, yeah. especially near the airports. But as you get further away from the infrastructure of the roads and the power lines and those types of things, it gets harder to bring those things out. And so Fred is, is working in his government position and working alongside of others uh, to, to see those things come to the people of Ghana. And I think that's commendable. And in the process, he loves the Lord and is sharing Jesus. So we have prayer requests for Ghana, for Zimbabwe, for Kenya. Also, there's a young man who is uh, is an American, but he's teaching at an international school. Well, he's actually the headmaster of an international school in South Africa. So uh, please be in prayer for him. And I have a friend who's South African who's getting ready to head back on a business trip. I think it's also in October. And we'll have more details. And hopefully next time I'm in Florida, I'll interview him and we'll get some details about the South African trip. So there's a lot of things going on. Africa is a large continent with some amazing countries and beautiful people. And if the Lord gives you the opportunity to go, I encourage you to do so. And uh, why don't we go ahead, Nathan, I'll ask you to start our prayer time. Uh, pray as the Lord leads, but also remember those that we've mentioned. And then Brother Marshall, after Nathan prays, I'll ask you to pray. Okay. And then I'll close up our prayer time and we'll wrap up the podcast. Okay, Nathan. Dear Lord, I just want to say thank you for this time and fellowship and just talking about just you and how we can just thank you for where we live, that we can talk openly about you without being in danger. Yes. And Lord, I also pray for the family that was attacked by by the hyenas, hyena. And Lord, I just hearing that story, it just I can't imagine the pain and suffering that they're going through. But Lord, I pray that you come into their lives, and I know that you can, no matter what pain, physical or emotional that they're facing, Lord, I know that you can come in and be healing balm in their lives and give them hope. Mm -hmm. I know that Lord, that we all you know get beat up in this world, but we have faith that when we leave this world that we'll be made new and that we'll be basically in the bosom of your bosom lord and that we'll be paradise with you lord and that's our ultimate hope and lord i just pray that that family has a hope in you heavenly father we just uh want to thank you as we come to you lord and father we thank you for brother bob and uh, his children lord as we've met them and Father, we just uh, want to give you praise and give you honor, Lord. That thank you for the choosing me, Lord, to go and share your word, Lord. I know that it's nothing that I do. It's all you, Lord. And we just give you praise and give you honor and glory. And Father, today I do pray for Robert and Rosemary, Lord, as they've uh, been attacked by this uh, hyena. Father, I know they're going to have a hard time, Lord, and we don't understand why something like this happens, Lord, but we know that you have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And Father, they're your children. Both of them knows you as Savior. And Father, we just pray, God, that whatever that purpose is, Lord, that you would just show them, Lord. And Father, be with your children. 
Lord, I know they're going to, it's going to be a hard time for them. But Father, we know that you're going to provide for them, provide their needs, both spiritually and physically and financially. And Father, today we pray for these other prayer requests that's been mentioned by Brother Bob. We pray for each one of them, Lord, that you would just minister to them. And Father, we pray, God, that uh, as we go and share your word, Lord, that uh, you'll just open the hearts of those that we share with. And Father, that they'll be convicted of their sins, Lord, and accept you as Savior. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for what you, who you are and what you are. It's the one and only true God. Lord, we love you. Thank you for Jesus Christ, your son that you gave for my life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Lord, we're so grateful. We are so grateful that, first of all, we have the privilege, the honor, the position of holiness to where we can boldly approach your throne of grace, not out of arrogance, Lord Jesus, but because of your blood and because of what you accomplished on the cross. And Lord, you proved our hope to be real when you got out of that grave. And so, Lord Jesus, as a living God, we celebrate you today. And Lord, we are truly burdened for this couple. Lord, we cannot imagine the suffering they're going through. But Lord, we know that you are able to bring healing and peace. Lord, we know that you're able to minister through people around them. And so, Lord, we do lift them up to you today. And Lord, we thank you for our brothers and sisters in Africa. We may speak languages that sound differently. We may have physical appearances that some people would say are opposite, but Lord, they're not. It's just slight variations of the same form that you chose to create to reveal your glory to the universe. Mm. And Lord, when we get to know people from around the planet, we realize how similar we truly are because we were made in your image to reveal your glory. And Lord, when we meet brothers and sisters, even though their language may be difficult for us to understand, and I know English is a very difficult language to learn for other people, But Lord, as these barriers of communication are torn down and dissolved, Lord, as we begin to learn who they are and hear their hearts, we realize that they are saved, that they are brothers and sisters, and that we can celebrate you alongside of them, truly united as family. And Lord, we are family by blood, not by earthly relationships, but by your blood. And that's an everlasting family. So, Lord, we lift our family to you. We love them. They are our brothers. They are our sisters. We are part of your kingdom together. They are part of who we are. And, Lord God, even though we have an ocean separating our continents, Holy Spirit, through your presence in our lives, through who you are in my heart, in my life right now, and who you are in theirs, Lord, you have us knit together. Yes. Lord, we are part of your body together. And Lord, geographically, there may be an ocean separating us, but right now we can be in your presence, united together through fellowship as a family. And Lord, we praise you. We exalt you for that miracle. And we lift our brothers and sisters to you. And Lord, we do pray for the ongoing work in Zimbabwe, the ongoing work in Kenya for the upcoming trip. Lord, thank you for birthing in Brother Marshall's heart this desire. 
Holy Spirit, we know that it's from you, and we trust that you are going to use him to exalt Jesus. And Lord God, your plans are so far beyond me, but Lord, through your word, I can learn that when we exalt Jesus, that Holy Spirit, you convict them and draw them and you allow them to see Jesus for who he really is. And Lord, when we see you for who you are, we are left with nothing but to glory and be in awe of you. Yes. So Holy Spirit, draw people as we lift Jesus up because we know when they see him, oh, how beautiful, how beautiful you are, our King. So Lord, we lift our brothers and sisters up. We lift Brother Marshall up to you. We pray for provision. Lord, this uh, nearly $1,000 has been raised for medication, but Lord, we know for you, there's so much more. And so Lord, we pray for the medication and we pray for miraculous healing for this couple, for the, for the families in Ghana that have asked for prayer. Lord, the pastor and his wife that want children, they want to raise a godly family, Lord God, to celebrate you and to, 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 to reveal your blessings. Lord, and I understand their heart, and thank you so much for my children. So, Lord, we lift them to you for this young lady who wants you revealed in her life so she can uphold her testimony to her family and through her business connections and her husband as well, Lord God. We know how difficult it is to, to maintain our focus in an ever-distracting world, and, Lord, they want you to be the center of their lives. For our brother Fred and our other Christian politicians around the world and in our own country, Lord, your word tells us to be faithful, to lift up those who are in authority over us so that we can be at peace and have the opportunities to share the gospel. So Lord, even though I may disagree with those who are in authority over me, I still am called to be faithful and praying for them. And Lord, I do that today. I pray for our president. I pray for our governors. I pray for our mayors. I pray for those who are making decisions that directly affect the lives of the people around us. And Lord, I thank you for politicians like my brother Fred, who is faithfully serving you in Adeklu. And Lord, he's wanting your glory to be revealed in him and the decisions he makes and in the wisdom he shares so that he can see his country advanced first and foremost that they come to know you in faith, but Lord, for the betterment of the people around him. So Lord, I honor Fred in your presence. I thank you for his heart and I lift my brother up to you and I place him in your most capable hands. And Jesus, we pray for our listeners. Lord, we know we don't have a large listening audience, but through the tracking analytics of this app, Lord, we know there are people who listen in Africa, in the Philippines, in Germany, uh, in South Korea, and in various places around the United States. And Lord, we know that each and every one of them is precious to you. Yes. And we know, Jesus, that you died for them. That individual person, Lord, that your blood was meant for them, just as it is meant for us. So Jesus, even though technology is abused and it's used to kill people, it's used to promote perversion, Technology can be abused in so many ways, but Lord, we have technology in our hands right now to where we can share your beauty, your truth, and your love with people all over the planet. So Lord, give us the wisdom, grant us the ability to be faithful in using this technology 
Lord, my prayer is that the radio waves, that whatever waves that the internet is transmitted on, whatever TV signals are still used, whatever is out there that the enemy subverts and perverts to distract the world from you, that, Lord, there'll be so many Christians taking advantage of the technology that's available to us mm. to share the light and the light and the love of who you are, that we drown out that wickedness with the voice of Jesus. So, Lord, again, we say thank you for all these things, and we lift these requests to you, Jesus, in your most precious name. Amen. Amen. And, folks, as we wrap up the podcast, again, if you have any questions for Brother Marshall or if you want to know where you can contribute for ongoing missions projects, uh, email us at praying for you and yours. And uh, keep the prayer requests coming in. We know that there were uh, many prayer requests that we've received recently, especially some here in the States, um, that we have not prayed for. So Nathan and I, in the next day or two, we will, on our next podcast, we will be bringing up some relief efforts that are going on for the flood victims in eastern Kentucky. There's been some other things happening here in the U.S. we need to be in prayer about. So we'll bring those up in the future. But today we wanted to spend some time with Brother Marshall. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. And I'm going to remind you all one more time of the passage of Scripture we shared. And I'm going to read this verse and we'll close out. This is from John's Gospel, chapter 15, verses 16 and 17. And these are the words of Jesus. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. God bless you all and thanks so much for listening. This has been praying for you.